China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. And here you go. We're on episode 52 of the Hollywood and China Doll Show. We will be talking about legalization, especially hard drugs. Because Oregon right now, man, uh, I guess they are very far left. They just legalized or decriminalized, something like that, all major hardcore drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, uh, look at China Doll over here. She's got this little uh, thing that uh, keeps her mind busy, I guess. Uh, it's one of them static things where you run your finger. You know, when you get high and stuff with the 420, it keeps your mind going. But I compare it to uh, one of those things the cat uh, does with the pole and the string. Yeah, that's a blonde thing for her. So. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, how mean. It, it, it's a blonde deal. It's a blonde toy. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about legalizing drugs. And I've always been a proponent of legalization on the federal level for the 420 many states have uh recreational legalization right now and they're banking off of it they're banking off of that money man they got to tax it and stuff on you yeah how high is the tax on that by the way oh man uh just a couple grams is like 25 uh, 30 bucks here in illinois but it depends on the THC level because the more THC, the more taxes you are paying on that sucker. But it has uh, really put a dent as far as 420 into the profits of the street dealers. Yeah, you don't see a lot of them anymore, to be honest with you. Well, as far as hard drugs, they do it, but not... Not with the marijuana. Not with the marijuana. No, no. So what's your thoughts on the legalization of 420? We'll talk about that, then move into the hard drugs. Well, I don't understand why it wasn't legalized to begin with anyways. I mean, it's a plant. Uh, it's, you know, I see nothing wrong with it being legal at all. They should have legalized it years ago. Why did it take so long for them to legalize it? <laughs> Who knows, man? You know, I think it's like we were talking about the prostitution yesterday with the morality police. Uh, you're not allowed to do that. But see, you know what's funny, though, if you really think about it? I don't recall ever, ever, ever hearing about people getting in, like, car accidents or bar fights or anything because of 420. <laughs> I mean, do they? Well, I don't know about that. What I do know is there's never been an overdose on 420. Yeah, it, 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 I don't even think that's possible. No. You know, you might get some wackos that eat uh, the brownies and stuff. And they, they eat too many. <laughs> yeah, they don't feel it right away, so they keep on eating it. Then an hour later, they're like high as hell and jumping off of balconies and stuff. <laughs> I've heard of that. They think they're flying and stuff, man. Uh, it's just because they do too much and they never, ever stop. Well, I mean, we have, the, we have like those CBD gummies. I mean, I don't know what those things are like, uh, but CBD don't get you high. Okay. But I don't understand the concept of the CBD gummies. We sell those. They're like, and they're like 10 bucks for like five. Well, CBD has a lot of medicinal properties like. You know, for seizures, for example, people take that. 
and uh well i've heard of this like cbd oil that you put like you do the drops like under your tongue or something Mm -hmm. but i don't got i don't understand the concept of cbd gummies wouldn't it just be easier to go to the dispensary see i always are you know i'm kind of skeptical of what you guys sell if that's real cbd oil see i don't even know if it is or not they might just be calling it that but that's why i like the dispensaries and I like the dispensaries because when you go there, you know you're getting a pure product, even though it costs a lot. And we talked about that uh, during the legalization of prostitution on episode 51 about you don't know what the hell people are putting in that stuff anymore. No, not on the street you don't. Hell no, you don't. And w- what was it you said yesterday that the fentanyl is like the, fentanyl's huge the drug right of choice to put with their weed now? Well, f- with weed, they'll they'll do it with coke. Now they're doing it with heroin. Uh, that's what they use to cut the heroin with is the fentanyl. And that's some dangerous crap, man. I don't care who you are. When you get in the fentanyl and stuff like that, you're just crazy. I don't, you know, I don't understand why people have to go above freaking marijuana. Well, see, like when I, when I, okay, back when I was in high school, when it came to the 420, the only thing I ever always heard about, other than obvious, the obvious 420, we had kids that would go around for like two bucks and they'd sell wiki sticks. Oh, wiki sticks. Wiki sticks, if. You don't know which. It was a. That's a Chicago invention right there. It was a joint dipped in embalming fluid. Where in God's name are people getting the embalming fluid to dip this shit in? You remember (laughs) his name was Mike when we lived in North Lake. He was a crazy dude. That's all he did was uh, smoke wiki sticks. But it's like, where are they even getting the. Where are you getting embalming fluid from? You'll find it. Trust me. You'll find it. Well, I guess you can find anything, especially now. But, (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, back then, I mean, the Internet wasn't a big thing. Everybody just had beepers. They didn't have cell phones. So it's like, where do you – I mean, I don't even know where these people were getting this stuff. But it was just, like, so weird because it would be, like, a joint and it would be, you know, like a regular average-sized joint with the rolling papers, which, you know, now they're using – you know, swishers and whatever to do this. It's not the old school joints anymore. And it was literally green from the embalming fluid. It was some uh, hardcore stuff. It really was, man. And people got crazy off of that stuff. But whatever happened to the good old days when you can get a joint for two bucks? (laughs) You're going, you go to the dispensary and you get like a test tube size joint and it's like $25 (laughs) it is 25 bucks I know but it's like insane the prices if you're over on YouTube this is what it comes in it literally costs 25 freaking dollars for this stuff (laughs) and this right here well it's an indica mix uh this one's blue dreams I love blue dreams it's just an awesome freaking uh strain of uh 420 but it's just like and it's like crazy the 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 prices skyrocketed. Well, I mean, uh, you know what? I'd rather pay the money than Well, worry I would rather I would rather pay the money at the dispensary too than worry about what you're get, like actually getting like we I think we mentioned yesterday in the episode uh that you know, they're even putting like oregano with their pot now. Oh, well, yeah, they've what been the doing heck that is forever. That? I think the, one of the biggest mistakes that Trump made before – he should have done before this election was to legalize marijuana on a federal level. Uh, if he'd done that, man, uh, people would have went crazy for him. 
Uh, but it needs to start being legalized at the federal level. I get tired of freaking uh, morality on the right. You know, I always bitch about the left, but the right is just as worse trying to push down our throats their beliefs. And who are they? They, they, they got no right to do that. Well, they keep on doing it. And I get tired of the, them saying that 420 is a gateway drug. See, I don't understand that. What is alcohol? I think alcohol is more of a gateway drug than 420. I think alcohol is more dangerous, it causes more deaths, and it causes a lot of families a lot of problems. I agree. I agree. It, it, oh, man. And, and I'm not an alcoholic, but let me tell you, I've had a few days. <laughs> and you did, too, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad with me. That's why I cut it short. I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not going to be doing this anymore. The last time Jack kicked my butt, and I was like, you know what? I'm a mean freaking drunk, and I ain't going to be like that anymore because in my uh, male bloodline, it's real bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. To say the least, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's extremely bad. Your dad was a joy. <laughs> scrappers man freaking hillbillies all you guys ever wanted to do was go to the bar get drunk and get in a fight yeah that was really good old days before people pulling guns on everybody then you had to get serious with the stuff but 420 don't make you that way no 420. i never got that way on 420 i'm actually a happy dude you're happy and and you're rude. <laughs> Sign that waiver. <laughs> Sign the waiver. Getting high with me. Anybody going to the Rumble in the Woods over within Saint Throttle? The membership run. Yeah, you're gonna have to sign a waiver with me if you want to get high with me, man. Because I just go. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's gonna make you feel like you're about an inch tall. I'm a comedian. What can I tell you? Yeah. I make Richard Pl Pryor and uh, Eddie Murphy. You know, look. Uh, you know, two inches tall. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I always, and, and you think you pick on me now during the show? No. <laughs> you know what? People actually feel sorry for you. Why? Because you get picked on during the show. Uh, it's, it's normal. <laughs> uh, you know, living with a biker, I tell you, we got them attitude problems and, you know, we're kind of wacky and stuff. But why do you think that the feds, you know, haven't legalized it? Does it just have to do with uh, the people on the right with all this morality BS? Yeah, I think so. They're just, you know, we can't do it. No, no. Let, let's let's do something else. <laughs> and that's the only, you know, one of the only things I agree with Democrats on is legalization. I don't, now personally, I don't believe in legalizing the hard stuff. Yeah, but look what Oregon's doing. Well, Oregon's doing, well, you know what, they legalize in shrooms, which I approve of. But when you're starting to talk about heroin, that's out of line. Heroin is a different drug altogether. I call it the devil's drug. It costs people everything. That and meth. I can't stand meth either. And you can always tell who's on meth. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. You can tell when they walk into any place that, oh, yeah. <laughs> you can point no, them I'm, out. I'm sure you uh, can at your work. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can totally tell. And the scratching, the itching from, mm. you know, meth, heroin. Uh, 
Especially, I don't even know why they try to, you know, why they would do that stuff because you don't know what that stuff's mixed with. That's home brewed, man. That's home cooked stuff. Yeah. They actually down south they call it the the poor man's uh, heroin. I I don't understand why they do it. I don't understand why you would want to do. I'm sorry, but stick a needle in. Oh no. I mean, I, I get tattoos, but that's different. Right. <laughs> That's, like, totally different. You ain't going that deep. Yeah. Well, you know what? You work with and me. I've known a lot of people that did heroin. Uh, but I, you I, actually work with somebody. I work with let's, somebody. Let's that's, hear it. Let's yeah, hear it. I work with somebody that's an ex-heroin addict, which I'm sorry, but I think she's on something again. I ain't even going to I don't lie. think you really beat that habit, man. If you do, your body, uh, the years afterwards, really takes a hit on that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have personal experience yeah. with your brother. Yeah. Look how gray he got. Yeah, he got gray in a heartbeat, man. He's younger than us, and I think the heroin took uh, a real hit. It took a hit on his body. You know, you do have a lot of people that will try to say, well, if you're doing it in a controlled environment and stuff, it it, it helps with uh, the spread of disease and uh, you yeah, know, there's well, counseling there. Yeah, well, what cracks me up is, you know, the one that I work with, she, uh, she got hepatitis C. Hepatitis C ain't no joke. And that's from swapping nasty-ass needles, you know, and, and, uh, but it, it, I had to work with her last night, okay? And while I was working with her, I was noticing some stuff, okay? Um... She was scratching and itching at her head a lot. She was, like, very jumpy. And... Well, that could be from withdrawal. Well, and I've also come... You know, she has somebody staying with her right now that is on Oxy. Oxy For breaking um, a part of her leg. I don't know. I guarantee she's probably into that. Yeah, well... I found out that uh, she took the bottle of Oxy away from her friend that's staying with her because her friend kept, you know, taking too much of it. According to her. According to her. But why would you want someone in your home when you're a recovering addict with something that tempting? I agree. And the way she talks and jump subjects and she couldn't stay on topic she'd start doing something and then she'd walk away from it and you know i'm a blonde so you know i mean i get That's a little natural for you for me to start something and walk away because you get distracted with something else and then be like oh what was i doing but she literally like she was dusting a shelf and she dusted half of one shelf and then she just like started walking away and she was scratching at her arms a couple times and I was just like, what the hell? I'm, like, starting to wonder if she's been taking her friend's oxy. Mm-hmm. You know, and even a couple other people that work there have brought it, you know. She can't even look you in the eye when she's talking to you now, which she used to always do before. But she, like, within the past two, two and a half weeks, she's not giving direct eye contact when she talks to you anymore. And she did before, and this lady's been at her house for at least two and a half weeks. So it makes you wonder. 
makes me wonder sometimes where uh, my boss is finding some of the employees. <laughs> I think she's standing outside of a rehab or something because this is the second person she's hired that's a recovering addict from heroin. Well, with your boss and stuff, <laughs> it's like, yeah, huh? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised she on something, man. Well, and then, you know, this is the second ex-heroin person. There was another girl that was addicted to Xanax, and she was a special kind of special. But it's like, where, where, where is she finding these people? Where? I, I don't get it. Well, I don't understand the addiction to Xanax. I don't know. All it did was calm me down. I don't know. They gave me, years back, they gave me a bottle of 30 pills. I think I only took one. Yeah, but what's the addiction? I don't get it. What's it do for them? I have no idea, to be honest with you. It's supposed to be for what? Anxiety? Anxiety. Well, I took one tablet one day, and this was a few years ago, and it didn't even do anything. Mm -hmm. So I didn't understand what the concept of that meds was. I was easier just breathing through it and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to find a distraction than taking one of them things. Right. You know, so it's like I, I didn't understand what the thrill of the Xanax is. I mean, I guess people pop them like Tic Tacs. Well, maybe, just maybe. Now, I do blame Oxycontin on the doctors. The doctors should have never been prescribing it like that. They made billions of dollars off of that uh, pill. Mm -hmm. And now, because of their mistake, everything's restricted. So if you are really in pain, you got nowhere to go. No, they're giving you <clears throat> that one <clears throat> that's a non-narcotic. Mm -hmm. What the heck is that stuff called? Tor tor Tortal. That stuff's crap. I don't know. It worked for my kidney stuff. No, it don't do nothing for my hip or nothing. See, you know, she can attest. I won't take any uh, pain pills. No, you always tell them non-narcotic. Non-narcotic, man. Don't give me any of that stuff. If uh, I have something with kidneys and stones and stuff, give me the Toradol because it's non-narcotic, or I'll smoke my 420. And you're probably better off just smoking the 420. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it dep you know, a lot of people don't get to the strains and stuff that you have to use for pain. Uh, some people will say, well, it didn't work. Well, it's the strain you're using. There are specific strains yeah. that you got to do. So with... Marijuana, if there's so much... There she goes, playing with the damn thing again. I'm, I'm <laughs> shutting it off, because every time I look at it, I just want to touch it. Right. Uh, with so many medicinal benefits of marijuana, it's crazy that you still have the government involved in this stuff. It really is. Well, they got to get their money. Well, yeah, they got to get their damn money, but at the same time, it's like you're hurting people, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do have this one article that is from uh, IBDT Times, and it has to do with the pros and cons of drug legalization. And it's always they go towards marijuana. They never talk about the other big stuff. Uh, but one good point is uh, drug legalization could reduce government cost and raise tax revenues like they have here in Illinois with weed. Yeah. Uh, but opponents worry over the health and social ills. When's the last time freaking weed was real bad? Uh, that it could cause this problem or that problem? Uh, I've never heard of weed causing a problem. No, but... <laughs> 
you know, where I agree with the health and the social ills part is on heroin. Yeah. Heroin, heroin fentanyl, even oxycodone. But again, that's the doctor's fault because they were handing them out like candy. Yeah. You know, there are good uses for, you know, some of these, you know, pain pills and stuff. I don't see a use at all for heroin. I don't either. Nothing for it. Uh-uh. Uh, I think that causes more problems. It causes people to do things that they probably never would have done before. You know, like stealing and doing anything they can to get their next fix. They don't care if you're family. They don't care what. They just, they'll take, 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 take. And they ain't even ashamed to tell you they took it. No, they're not. They just, they just do it. Right. Uh, they did an actual study. If they legalized drugs, the government would save approximately $41.3 billion. Of those savings, $25.7 billion would accrue to state and local governments, while $15.6 billion would accrue to the federal government. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And that's a result of legalizing of marijuana alone. Now they say 32.6 billion from the legalizations of other drugs like cocaine and heroin. Mm-hmm. I just think that goes too far. But 41.3 billions in savings. Oh, I'm sorry, 8.7 billion from legalization of marijuana alone. Damn. That's a lot of money because what they're talking about is jail time, keeping a person in prison over it. Uh, all the operations that they got going in Colombia, in Mexico with the DEA, the lawyer fees, all that type of stuff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. When they initially legalized, you know, the medicinal purposes here, you know, with the dispensaries and everything here in Illinois, didn't a lot of people get let out of jail? Yeah, a lot did. It just depended on what the offense with uh, marijuana was. Right, but if it was like people that were, you know... I'm gonna deal it, but it wasn't a high amount, you know, like if they got busted with like a bag or an ounce or whatever. I mean, I don't know what the well, you know, how, you it, know, how it flows. Joe but... Biden in '94, he was real behind that uh, tough on crime act crap, yeah. And there was people that were getting third strikes off of a dime bag doing life. That's insane. Dime bags still cost $10. And if you noticed around here, in our area, all the plants popping up, uh, that's hemp plants. I know. You drive down that one road that we go on all the time. Oh, boy, the smell. (laughs) It's like, is that skunk? You're like, no, look to your left. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) That's actually hemp. uh, And that's legal to grow here now in Illinois. Oh, heck yeah, it is. But marijuana is believed to be the nation's biggest cash crop. Just like it used to be before they went and uh, made it illegal. Yeah. Well, you notice, like, within the first two weeks of the... And it exceeds wheat and corn. As a cash crop, yes. What? Nuh-uh. Yes. What? (laughs) I want to go harvest that. Right? (laughs) (laughs) When's harvesting time? Uh, You know, know, the stuff that I'm growing right now is about 12 weeks out. So, yeah, it takes, you know, it depends on what, you know, you're doing. Uh, 
Meat. Depends if you outside, know what you're doing. You know, outside plants, man, you can get six feet tall depending on your strain and you get a lot of poundage out of that. Heck yeah. Uh, the potential financial gains to be realized through the legalization of the drug would be of particular interest to the state of California, which not only teams with thousands of uh, illegal gr marijuana growers, but whose state government also faces a shortfall of nearly $20 billion. What? That's a lot of money. You know what was funny during this COVID stuff? They were shutting down churches and everything in Illinois. Yeah. But that dispensary had to be open. Oh, that thing was open. All of them around All here were open. All the time, baby. <laughs> They're making their money off of that. They're into the millions of dollars right now in Illinois, which oh. it's supposed to go towards schools, but anything, uh, you know, that they talk about. Yeah, just BS. like the tollway money. <laughs> mm, where'd that all go? Because they're still, the, the tollway, uh, the, they keep getting higher. Mm-hmm. Where's that money go? Well, you know, he talks about here's where the savings are going to come from. It eliminates arrests for drug trafficking, arrests for simple possession, uh, legalization saves prosecutorial, judicial, and incarceration expenses. Uh, I talked about that. Then they're minimal in the case of decriminalization. Uh, third, legalization also allows taxation of it. And like I said in the other episode, it's like, you know what? They didn't learn from Al Capone in Chicago. Once you make it illegal, that's where you have the problems. Yeah. You know, they the governments always seem to, you know, make it worse. Stick their nose where it doesn't belong. Right. The black market thrives because of the government. Well, yeah. They make a lot of money. <laughs> they make a lot of money and don't got to pay their taxes. Right. <laughs> So the government now, ain't getting you there. got something about the Oregon thing. Yeah. Let's hear it. All right. Let's get it up on your screen. She's getting all uh, technological up there. I am. It's cool. What do we got? All right. Oregon became the first state in the nation to decriminalize the possession of all illegal drugs and also legalize the use of psilocybin which is the active ingredient in hallucinogenic mushrooms for mental health treatment after voters passed a pair of ballots measured for this week. Mm. Both are the first of their kind in any United States state and represent the next frontier in relaxation of drug laws and drug laws beyond marijuana. Relaxation, man. I like how they threw that in. Um, with results from 76% of precincts reporting early Wednesday. Mind you, this was around November 4th. 59% um, of the Oregon Oregonians approved Measure 110, the drug decriminalization referendum, and 56% voted for Measure 109 on psilocybin therapy, according to the Associated Press. What the hell is that kind of therapy? How is that for mental health if you're making somebody freaking wig out? I have no idea. You never did shrooms, did you? Hell no. <laughs> it's euphoric, I can tell you that, and no. it's real weird, man. You get to see some weird stuff. You know, uh, that, you know what they should legalize is peyote. Peyote's something else, is man. Is that like from Young Guns? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best freaking thing you to see is peyote. 
you're out there, and uh, that's some Indian stuff right there is peyote. And I think it's a natural type of deal as well. I think the natural stuff is good for you. You know, if God didn't want you to have it, he wouldn't have put it there. True. Well, it says that this Oregon's Measure 110, that referendum, makes possession of any controlled substance, including heroin, cocaine, methamphetamines, a violation punishable by a maximum fine of only $100 or a complete health assessment. $100? Yeah. That's what it says. So they decriminalized it. They didn't make it legal. And then it says, the campaign in favor of Measure of 110 raised $4.5 million, and the other one for Measure 109 raised $5.7 million, while opposing campaigns raised virtually nothing. Wow. Yeah. Oregon's a special kind of stupid, aren't they? Yeah, it sounds like it. You know, they always have to push the boundaries. We haven't even got uh, weed legal on the federal level, but they want to just keep pushing and pushing. Yeah. I say if you want to legalize drugs, you have to start with 420, get it legal on uh, the federal level, and then go from there. That's insane. I, the, you gotta... I know Portugal and all that and different countries have it where everything's legal, but it's under a controlled environment. But baby steps, not these damn freaking, you know, large steps where people are saying, well, you know, we tried that experience with marijuana and now you want to push it again. You're actually going to piss people off and you're not going to get what you want out of the deal. So you know what else it says? Measure 109, which is the one for the the mushrooms, okay? It says gives it says gives the state public health department 2 years to develop regulations and create a program responsible for manufacturing and dispensing psilocybin to adults aged 21 or older seeking therapy with a trained facilitator for everything from post traumatic stress disorder to nicotine dependence. How's doing a mushroom gonna make you quit smoking? <laughs> how's gonna do? How's doing mushrooms gonna help, help your PTSD? PTSD. That, I, I don't. I, I don't see it. But that that's. I mean, that's what they're saying that this uh, referendum uh, for 109 for the psilocybin, the basically, which is the drug that in the hallucinogenic mushrooms. Right. That's what they're saying. They're gonna. It says. Psilocybin is a naturally occurring chemical in which more than 200 species of fungi that can cause visual and auditory hallucinations in an ability to discern fantasy from reality. Well, how the hell, does, says, how the hell does wait, that help? Here's what the researchers say, the scientists. Okay, let's you listen got, to Because you know how we joke about that all the time, right? Research has shown that it can reduce anxiety and stress among cancer patients and people diagnosed with PTSD. Some supporters of its medical use also say it can be helpful for anyone seeking assistance with a persistent mental issue. That's everything freaking weed does. Mm-hmm. And right now, the research trials are in the early stages for the psilocybin. So it's in the early stages, but they rushed and when it got it decriminalized yep. and now all that good stuff, right? Yeah, and I think what they're doing right now is checking to see, you know, it says something about um, 
they need to know what type of mental illness that it actually does treat and the safety precautions and then the dosages. And one thing about shrooms that uh, the audience has to understand is just don't go out in the freaking woods and pick mushrooms. You know, a lot of them can kill your ass. Well, yeah. A lot of them are poisonous. Yeah. You got to really watch that crap, man. But what cracks me up is that referendum for the mushroom thing, they're only giving them two years. Is two years enough time to do the proper research that they're claiming they're going to do in order to give this to patients do you know what i mean i don't think two years is enough uh, that that's too short of a time span to do all the proper testings and then you know of course i'm sure they're gonna have test subjects you know but it's like two years for something like that be a test subject i wouldn't even volunteer for that shit i don't care if they're paying you or not (laughs) 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 because don't most these things when they do these they they get paid well, they get paid, but is it they're like jury duty? They're like guinea get, pigs and stuff. Is it like jury duty? You get like $5 a day? <laughs> no, I think they get paid a, a lot of freaking money, man. But I still wouldn't do it. I don't think it'd be worth it. Not not to... That's like the unknown. Right. I mean, and I've never done mushrooms, so it's like, yeah, no. I get paranoid enough on 420. <laughs> Can you, you imagine? Do. Can you imagine me on a mushroom with oh the hallucinations and crap? Dude, you wouldn't sleep for days. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that and drop you some acid. Uh, no. I ain't never done that neither. No, 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 or no. Or whatever this crap is. What is that crap people talk about all the time? That Molly? What the hell is a that? Molly? Oh, my God. I, I've never done any of that. I'm sorry. The only thing I've ever done is 420. Uh, you're sticking with 420 because I won't let you do the other stuff. But it's like... I. What is the attraction? Does well, I... that's what I don't understand. You know, weed takes you where you need to go. It just relaxes you, and yeah, you get the munchies, but hey, whatever. You get the munchies. You get funny like me. I, you know, I always want nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Her with the nachos, man. Nachos and cheese. I'm telling you, chips and cheese. Chips and cheese. That's like the first thing on my mind anytime I do 420 is, can we go get nachos? <laughs> You know what? I'm going to get her high and let her use this little thing, her new uh, blonde toy. Oh, that's going to be funny. I should record that one. Dude, <laughs> that, no. No, because it's very distracting now. I probably wouldn't even notice anything going on in the room if I was on 420 with that thing. <laughs> right. We got to, you know what? I just noticed some of the damn soundproofing things uh, went down. You know, I really got to get over there. You know what it is? It's it's the cold side of the room. Yeah, because this is the outside the, where I'm where I'm at in here is an outside wall. So, yeah. You I know, mean, sticker in the corner. That's what I say. Well, yeah. And it's both of them are outside walls. So it's really cold. So, yeah, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to have to do some adjusting here. Right. But, you know, they say, okay, this is something I don't get. It tells you in this other article that I was looking at that there's early warning signs of an addict that are not physical. It says there are behavioral changes. Well, addiction needs to go with legalization. Well, yeah, you would think, you know. I mean, me personally, out of all these things that we, you know, all these drugs that we've brought up, I've never done any of these drugs, so I don't personally understand why the addiction. 
And I'm sure there's people out there that know, you know, they've been there. They know what it's about. I don't, so forgive me. Um, even with alcohol, you know, I mean, I had a bad week and I haven't drank since. So it's like I, I don't understand all the concepts of addiction. I see it, you know, because you could see it just about anywhere. But... The biggest thing that they talk about in this article about people that are addicted is um, mood swings and personality changes. Um, Addicted individuals can be highly crucial of other people. Their own behavior may be unpredictable. You know, change from being euphoria to angry suspicion. Um, when an addicted individual is on the wagon or trying to cut back, the mood swings are more pronounced. So that mean does that mean that when they're trying to dry out, is that what it means when they're? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Well, you know, take your work, the coworker, for example. You said that in the last couple of weeks she's been acting a whole lot different yeah, than she, she was. Yeah, so exactly. there's some signs right there. And what signs that it's talking about have you seen in her should guide you to your, you know, decision? Well, when she started there, she's she seemed to be like she was more outgoing, okay? Like her and I actually got along in the beginning because we it's like you know, she was like me. She was straight up. She was blunt. She was honest. But now she seems like all kinds of sneaky. And she can't. I mean, I, the biggest thing with me is when you talk to people, they it, it, I like eye contact. You got to look in someone's eyes when you're talking to them. Because, you know, if you're not looking in their eyes, it's like, you, you know, I mean, even though half the stuff she tells me, I really don't give a crap. But I still give her eye contact. Because that's, I think that's respectful of a person to give eye contact when you talk to them. But lately, there's like even talking to her last night, she could not look me in the eyes, and it's like, well, you're not staring at my mouth because I'm wearing a freaking mask, you know? I mean, where you know, I kept wanting to like do this and like look behind me and be like, what the hell are you looking at? Because it sure to hell wasn't me, right? You know, so I mean, that was the biggest thing that I've noticed is she went from talking to you with a conversation with complete direct eye contact to there's no eye contact at all. Well, well, you know, let's take a quick uh, commercial break right here and we'll come back and uh, learn some more. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock Okay, if you're just joining us now, we are talking about legalizing drugs. And also to go along with that is the signs of addictions. Because once you start giving people the ability to freely use them, well, it could affect a lot of people's uh, lives, their families' lives. And we were just, uh, me and China Dow were going over, she has an incident 
at work where a girl got hired. She's an ex-heroin addict. She was great at first, but now it's all screwed up over there. It's like she's getting sneaky. She's itching. To me, that's withdrawal from something. But uh, well, it's like it's like it's almost like Doctor Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde kind of thing. Um, like it's like she's two different people. Where before she was like normal. Well, whatever you consider normal nowadays. But now it's like one minute she's like all, <laughs> and the next minute she's like wanting to kill people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I I don't get it. I mean, well, I, what what which one of those signs do you see that they're talking about in that article that she might have? Because uh, it sounds like she has a couple. She's got a few. I mean, you know, like in the beginning, she like I mean, she's literally only been there like I think three four months, mm-hmm. right? And in the beginning, she never, ever, ever missed work. Okay, like the well, you know, because we're all on probation the first thirty days or whatever. So it's like the first month and a half, two months, she never missed work. And then now, this past month, she's like barely at work. She's calling off all the time. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, okay, you find out bad news and you call off of work. I find out bad news. I go to work because I want the distraction. I don't want to be sitting here feeling sorry for myself. Right. But she called. I mean, she, well, that falls in the poor work performance that they're talking about. Yeah, but it's like, and it just, I don't get it. It's like she's totally a different person. And the sad part is, is I mentioned it one day. It was actually right after she called off. Because it was actually the day she called off with her bad news that she got and the bad news i found out what it was and i was just like and okay i mean i've had worse news but she uh that day that she called off i actually was having a conversation with the manager of my place of employment and i go you know i said this is really funny i go she's calling off because she has bad news um, if I called off every time I had bad news, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't be at work most days. Well, here it says, and this is from, uh, what, psychologytoday.com. We really use this one a lot. Uh, poor work performance. Most addicted individuals take great pains to keep their jobs in part to pay for their drugs. Sooner or later, however, their work performance deteriorates. They find it harder to concentrate and make simple mistakes. They may become moody or aggressive towards fellow workers and show up late or not at all, especially on Mondays or after holidays. Well, Mondays she's always seems to be at work. It's Tuesdays that she calls off. Every Tuesday? It seems to be every Tuesday. The only thing that's weird this time, like today, okay, is Tuesday. Well, she was supposed to work by our store, and instead she's sucking up to the boss lady, and they're working at a different location today together. So maybe, just maybe, boss lady will open her eyes and see what everybody else is trying to point out to her. But she seems to have, an, you know, boss lady seems to have an issue with attaching herself to um, young addicts, but she's not young. She's in her 30s. 
Well, the problem with her is... She's blind. She's blind. <laughs> I ain't even going to lie. She is totally blind. <laughs> she's totally blind. But it's like, you know, she's one of those ones, unless you're kissing her butt, she just like kind of brushes you off to, your, off to the side, and I don't kiss her butt, so... Right. I'm not a butt kisser. I go there, do my job, and want to come home, but it gets pathetic when people that you're working with... Don't do their job. They just stand there. Mm. Which, I mean, in the beginning when this girl was hired, she did what she was supposed to do. Now she's like, just stands there and she just complains all night. And it's really annoying because I already work with another girl that complains all night. So now I got to deal with two girls that complain all night. So her actions right there, I think it would really hurt the economy if, you're legalizing the harder drugs because yeah. people are falling into these patterns and it's causing problems at work. And now that'd be lost productivity, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're sure to hell, like in my old business and tattooing, you couldn't have somebody hopped up on heroin uh-uh. tattooing you. Hell, uh, God, no. That'd be insane. Can you imagine what that would look like? <laughs> well, that's why I always tell people, if you're going to go get a tattoo, you better look at the way the artist is, the way they act, the way they dress, the you way better, the you, tattoo establishment is. You better do a consultation in person prior to getting that ink done. Yeah, because unfortunately now in the, the tattoo industry, there's a lot of artists hooked on that heroin. A lot. And, you know, okay. She's just so confusing. It was like a competition with her last night. She was just talking and talking and talking about all her personal medical issues, acting like nobody else in the world has problems. And she's never done that before. And it's just, to me, it's just too coincidental that her personality and her ways of doing things at work and the calling off and all this coincide with the friend of hers that has the oxy. I mean, to me, it's just too coincidental. I mean, am I wrong? So what you're saying is Instead it, of might, he- it might not be heroin, but it could be oxycodone because she's got a way to get a hold of it. Yeah. Don't they? What's that other drug they use to uh, pull you off of heroin? Meth- uh, methadone. Methadone. Yeah. Does she take methadone? Um... I don't know if she still is on that today, to be honest, because I try not to get up in people's business, <laughs> but she has brought it up in the past, like, when she was first working there, she was always telling everybody all her problems, like, you know, that she is an ex-heroin addict, that she has you know, herpes, that she has, you know, um, hepatitis C, I mean, I find out stuff about people that I don't really want to know about. TMI. Exactly. Which, but knowing that information was beneficial to me, being that I still have all my piercing equipment and she is dying to get her nipples and her hoo ha pierced. But knowing, because if she wouldn't have said anything, I wouldn't have known she has hepatitis C. Sorry, not piercing you, not touching that. You know what? That's what I always hated when I was tattooing or I was piercing. Yeah, we had to have somebody fill out a sheet and it asked you about AIDS and asked you about Hep C. And, yeah, but a lot of people ain't going to tell you about that. Nope. And it's scary stuff. And I think uh, that's actually, you know, 
a real danger to the health and safety of the person performing the procedure on you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's fair at all. No, it isn't. And see, that's what surprises me, too, because she had a air quote friend of hers give her a tattoo at her trailer. And my question there is, you know, which I'm not going to ask her because I really don't want to know, is was your tattoo artist aware you have hep C? Well, see, I would have went straight up and said, hey, you know, you're a bitch for doing it and you're a scumbag. You're putting somebody else's health at risk. I would have went off. And I'm sorry to say it doesn't matter. If you glove up when you're doing no. piercings or tattooings, because there is always, always that slim chance you can poke yourself. Oh my God! Oh yeah, you know, especially tattooing, man. You do, you get poked or something. Because if like, they move, yeah, you're like, oh shit, what do they got? And blah blah blah. Exactly. Me, I was always straight up. Yeah. I was like, you got anything, man? You need to tell me. And I, you know, I'd say, I got your address and stuff, so you better tell me what's up, you know? Exactly. But it's like, you know, that's why I was kind of grateful that she mentioned that in conversation. Because, I'm sorry, I don't care if I got 50 pairs of gloves on. You have hep C, I will not pierce you. And how dare she have somebody tattoo her? Uh, by the way, for the, those that don't By the know, way, the tattoo looks like shit. I, I would imagine. <laughs> uh... The guy probably went and got a kit and, you know, was practicing. Well, he definitely does not work in a tattoo shop. So, that's... Well, even people in a tattoo shop suck nowadays. Yeah, well... Uh, that's why you always got to check their uh, portfolio and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people don't understand the difference between the HEPs, HEP A is from food, HEP B you to get from section and exchange of fluids... Hep C is the bad one, man. You get you get that from needles and yep. and all she that got it because she's a you know supposed ex heroin addict. Mm-hmm. So who knows? And the and she oh and she you know with her having the she doesn't even tell the people that she has herpes. I mean, come on. So you know damn well if she doesn't tell the people she's sleeping with that she has herpes, she's not telling people, especially that tattoo artist, that she has Hep C. Mm. But luckily for me, it became an advantage for me for knowing that because I, I didn't want to pierce her to begin with. But knowing that she has that, no way in freaking hell. I'm not putting myself at risk because I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing piercing or tattooing or whatever. There is the time when they jump and you cannot predict that movement. Well, that's why I don't approve of the harder drugs being legalized. Uh, for one, the overstite's probably a joke. You know, I know they got needle exchange programs, which, hey, is a good thing if you're into that heroin crap. Yeah. But it it totally changes the way people are. Uh, just listen to, you know, I bet if she wasn't one of these addicts or, you know, maybe she's white trash. I don't know. Uh, but normal people don't act that way where they say hey everybody i got the herpes no and it's weird because like somebody a customer will say something to her and she'll be like she um, she even made like a nasty comment to the donut delivery guy about oh you better watch out i'll give you herpes and i'm like what the frick is wrong with you (laughs) 
<laughs> Why would you say that to people? Shut up. Nobody needs to know. It's like she's proud of it, like it's a badge of honor. It's See, that's what it seems like to me, that she's like, oh, I got herpes. You better be nice. I'm going to go wipe my herpes all over the toilet before you use it. And I'm like, eh. Eh. So thus, whenever she works with me, I'm, you know, for customers' sakes, I don't know what she does in the bathroom, but I'm cleaning that shit like a motherfucker. <laughs> oh, she should be cleaning it. Man, I put I put on three pairs of gloves. I ain't even going to lie. I put on three pairs of gloves and take the bleach and spray the toilet, walk away for a minute, and then get new gloves. Ain't she on. supposed to be doing that? She should be, but she don't. She cleans it before she uses the toilet, but doesn't clean after. Man, it's just nasty, man. Why do you think I don't use the damn bathroom at work? If I got to go that bad, I will walk my happy ass five houses down and go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's why I pee before work, and when I come home, I'm in the bathroom first thing. Because I go my seven, eight-hour shift without using the bathroom at work. I kind of like that, too, man. Uh, with public restrooms and stuff, I won't do it. Well, you I'll know, I'll piss, but I, uh, uh, that's about it. Well, and and if I do have to pee that bad, let me tell you, I hover. I do not sit on that toilet seat, no matter. And our bathroom, mind you, is extremely freaking clean. Customers say it all the time. It smells like a hospital bathroom. It is so clean. But I don't care where these bathrooms are. I am not sitting on the damn toilet seat. I'm I'm not. You don't know. You don't know what was there first. But it's like, I I understand to a point with Oregon wanting to legalize this stuff, the harder stuff. But to be honest with you, with the harder stuff, I don't agree with it. I really don't. Well, there you go, man. That uh, I mean, 420, all for it. All for it. It's a freaking plant. Right. But with, like, the cocaine, the methamphetamines, the, the heroin, you know... I don't. I don't think that crap should be legal. No. I well, really who's, what are you gonna say to people that says, "Well, you're a hypocrite. You want to legalize one drug over the other." Yeah, but marijuana's a freaking plant. Well, marijuana's not as dangerous. It's not as dangerous. I mean, you smoking weed, you gonna get Hep C over smoking weed. Or you're going to get AIDS from a needle get, exchange. I mean, exactly. Look at all the dangers behind. You know. All the heavier stuff. I mean... Overdoses? ODs like crazy. Um, the, the needle sharing. Because you know damn well not everybody's going to do the safe thing and do the needle exchange. Hell no. When it comes to heroin, man, I've seen it a lot. They will, sit, they will sit in a damn alley and pass the same needle through five freaking people. And not and blink an eye. And not blink an eye over it. I mean, they do it in freaking Chicago. Oh, my God. Chicago's the worst. But it's like... Well, we call it zombie land zombie on the south land. and west side. Yeah, that's what you said. But it's like, I... I mean, I see where they're... I, I, I still don't understand the concept with what they're trying to do with the freaking mushrooms either in Oregon. You know, giving them only two years. Well, I don't understand the mushrooms for any kind Why of Why would you health. want somebody with PTSD That's just to have a hallucinogenic out. drug? They're going to go nuts. I personally think that if they do that, it, 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 it's going to make it worse. It's not going to make it better. Well, it's quacky scientist. Well, that's that. why I said what I'm like, you got to let me read what the researchers, air quotes, 
you know, the researchers are saying, which, you know, that means scientists. Right. You know, and what they're saying in there is like utterly stupid. It is. I mean, okay, I get it. This is the drug, you know, that uh, silo, silo, whatever, silobin, that crap, that's the part that does the hallucinations. It's like THC for marijuana. So it's like the THC in a mushroom, basically. But why in God's name would you give a hallucinogenic thing to somebody with PTSD? Or with, like, uh, other mental diseases? Mm. Like, can you imagine? I'm bipolar. Oh, my God. I'd have to kill you. (laughs) But, I mean, seriously, what the hell is that going to do? Well, we're going to test it for two years and find out the dosage. Why the hell would you give it to them to begin with, you freaking morons? PTSD and shrooms don't seem like a good freaking match. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just saying. I have PTSD, probably not as bad as, like, a Vietnam vet. You know, God bless all y'all. Um, but it's like, why? It's just stupid. There you Wouldn't go. it make it ten times worse? Right. It's just, I don't know. I think Oregon's stupid. Well, you know, we got China Doll's opinion on that, uh, <laughs> how that works out. When are we going live? Thursday. Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube. We will be live. I know everybody loves the live shows. I was actually getting people asking me about that uh, last night. What's that? When we were going to go live, and I don't know. I didn't know. You got to give me like a schedule so I know, man. Yeah, the problem is is I I never know my next week's schedule until Wednesdays. Wednesdays. I get my schedule from work every Wednesday, so it's like I don't know either. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll know this Wednesday. Um, so Thursday on the live show, we'll be able to tell you when we'll be live again. Hopefully it'll be two days instead of one. Rock on. Well, that was, uh, episode 52. Leave your comments in the, uh, comment sections, all the platforms. If you got a subject you really would like China doll and Hollywood to, uh, cover, all you have to do is email us, info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. This show is about uh, a part of the Insane Throttle bl- brand, the Hollywood and China Dow show. Uh, so make sure you get us your uh, subjects that they want to do. Heck yeah. With that, we are out of here. I'm Hollywood. I'm China. And that's China doll. Ain't she hottie over there? You know, she's over there playing with her little thing. But uh, with that, we'll talk to you guys later. Hi, this is China doll from Hollywood and China doll evening show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys.